Thanks to Corsa for supporting another mother runner and for making cute, innovative running clothes. Corsa is dedicated to delivering original performance-driven apparel designed for runners by runners. Get $20 off your order at roadrunnersports.com slash AMR. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell. And Sarah, I hear you've been hanging out in your garage. What are you doing in there? <laughs> I'm cooking meth. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking to be the next Breaking Bad in Portland. <laughs> I am. I am not actually. I received my Nordic Track commercial 2950 treadmill, and it is amazing. And so there, there's been my entire family at one point or another has been out in the garage. And so, yes, we live in a craftsman style house with narrow stairways and no room to put a treadmill. So it is out in the garage. But I like it because it's also, you know, right now it's chilly out there and it's, you know, I get to get out of the house. Which well, is- it's you commute to the gym, right? <laughs> it's like, it's kind of nice. I often, I often pine for like a backyard shed. So this oh, is kind of your backyard shed. A she shed is my dream. Or to have our, a uh, she shed. <laughs> to have our garage be two stories. Oh, oh, oh yeah. like then- an upstairs office. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. A soundproof upstairs office. How about that? Yeah. So, so we can always dream. So yes, so um, my so you, it, it arrived and it's in the it's in the garage and have so, so your whole family uses it but not at once. Yes, right? right. We are not. So so they have they all walk on it and I run on. We figured out how to make different accounts on it. So yes. yes, key. I also learned that it's important to get the iFit app because then I can. Um, the, it's an easy way to search for workouts, to mark your favorites, to kind of keep track of things. So anyway, so but we also have been having a lovely stretch of weather here in Portland for. Um, I mean, by Portland standards, in March. Let me caveat that. So anyway, but I haven't been sleeping all that well in the mornings. Okay. And so, you know, I can, I can lay in bed and, you know, kind of um, try to rest and tell myself I'm getting some recovery. But instead, I have been waking up and going out into the garage to run two miles while listening to a podcast before a regular workout that I have scheduled. So, for instance, last Thursday, Daphne and I were set to leave the house at 6.55 to go swim together. And so I went out and ran two miles on the treadmill before that. Well, and let's say it's not just last Thursday. It was March 4th. Uh-huh. The only the only date that is a verb. Uh, a command, right? yes. Uh-huh. Oh, a command. Sorry. Well, it's also a verb. Yeah. yeah. And um, and it's your birthday. Yeah. So you got two miles in on your birthday morning. That's kind of fun. Did you, did you just have like a flashback of memories as you were running? <laughs> I did not. I was listening to a podcast. But then I, because I also debated whether to get out there and run two miles, um, you know, to do foam rolling, to do my daily calm, that whole thing. So then when I got out of the garage, I noticed that the sunrise was just beautiful. And so I did the daily calm, the, the 10 minute meditation while walking. And oh, yeah, that's lovely. So I'm kind of cooled down. And I think pro- people probably thought I was like, 
I don't know, um, deranged or something. I just would be kind of very calmly walking down the street like that, wearing a tank top and capris. But um, so that was very nice. And then this morning before my strength class, which I typically leave for at 6.50, I went out there and ran two miles again. So nice. Yeah. And does it, did, did you feel a difference? I mean, I know you have a commute to the pool and to the strength class, but did you feel a little bit more warmed up? Particularly for the strength class, because that's only like a six minute drive for us to get to the pool is close to a half hour drive. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. um, yeah, so it was really nice and just kind that's of nice great. to um, layer it like a sandwich. Layer it like a sandwich. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, and you are not the only person that could have a brand new Nordic Track treadmill, right? Mm-hmm. In their garage or maybe in their basement or wherever it works, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, we just announced, you and I, this is not the first time we're seeing each other today because <laughs> we did a, an Instagram Live to announce that we are doing a Nordic Track commercial 3950 treadmill giveaway and that it kicked off today which as we record this is monday march 8th and the contest goes through 11:59 p.m mountain standard time on sunday march 14th and people have to write a six word story that sums up their running or how running makes them feel kind of how running fills up their cup and enter that on a google form and you find all of that on anothermotherrunner.com all right, quick, Sarah, six word, six word story on the fly. What's yours? Oh my goodness. Um, oh gosh, I run to be outside solo. <laughs> Perfect. You got it. You got six there. I run to be outside solo. Yes. yes. And you? Oh gosh. Well, I said uh, today is Monday. So I run. That's 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 six, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, or so I sweat in my case. Um, yeah, I think that's good. And then I mean, there's so many. Like if you Google, it's either a six word sentence or a six word story. They're kind of the same idea. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, if there are some really, really, it's oh. amazing what you can do with six words when you. And I really encourage people. I mean, I like to write, so um, but I encourage people to like. Take it, like, put it in the back of your head, right? And take it on a run with you or take it on a long drive with you or maybe meditate or whatever. And you might be surprised with what comes up. I mean, certainly if you if you have a great one, but you can see that ripping one out of your, you know, the back of yeah. your recesses of your mind might not be the strongest. <laughs> hey, what are you awesome saying? Are you you're saying I wouldn't win? Um, no, but I hear what you're saying, particularly because we are having people then we will... Um, determine what we think are the 10 or 15 strongest ones and then people are going to vote on them on our Instagram oh, account yes so yes. you know who needs the Mo- so. March Madness bracket when you've got the <laughs> treadmill <laughs> the Nordic the track treadmill. treadmill giveaway bracket <laughs> yes so that's super fun so again go to anothermotherrunner.com slash Nordic track giveaway 2021 and you definitely want to be a part of the action for this one. So, and, yeah. because, and we'll put that link in the show notes just in case you oh, are, you know, yes. already dreaming of your six-word sentence and you're like, wait, what was that again? Yes, yes. Um, and also because they get, uh, we neglected to mention, they get a year membership of iFit, which is just amazing with all the workouts where they can, you know, travel around the world virtually and join studio classes. And, oh, it's amazing. Yes. Lots of good stuff. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Well, our first question is Amanda wondering about post-workout soreness. Hi, my name is Amanda and I'm calling from Richmond, Virginia. 
I have been a runner for a very long time, and one thing that I have consistently noticed is that I tend to be more sore than the friends that I train with. And this was true when I ran cross-country in high school, and it's still true now when I run with my um, other runner friends. And so my question is, is this a thing? Like, do some people get more sore than other people just because of the way their body is made? Or do I just tend to whine more than other people? Um, and if it is a thing, is there anything I can do to help it and to recover faster or recover better um, so that I can get back to running quicker? Thank you so much. I look forward to your answer. Okay. I love this question. And, you know, that even Amanda posits that maybe she's just a bigger complainer. <laughs> that she admits that. Whereas, you know, if, I got to say, if a man had called in and asked that question, never would have said that. Um, so, you know, we can't quantify pain or discomfort and um, know for certain what sensation someone else is experiencing. So when you were like, oh, my back hurts so bad, like, I don't know what that pain feels like. So... Anyway, but I did some digging around and discovered that lo and behold, there are numerous reasons why someone feels more post-workout soreness than others. And this is the part where we go into a 20-minute scientific explanation with all these different <laughs> biological compounds. So you might want to, you know, take some notes. No, uh, you did do some research, Sarah. Um, and you found that there's a genetic component to, um, to what pe some people call DOMS or delayed onset muscle soreness. Um, it is a little bit too scientific, both for this show and for probably us. our brains, <laughs> for being honest. Um, but suffice it to say that some of it is due to proteins in your muscles that affect speed, power, and post-workout soreness. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And Amanda, there's also a gender difference, not just that women don't complain as much as men do, but um, that, uh, that, you know, that you didn't, Amanda didn't mention whether her workout buddies are female or not, but if they are men, there might be a reason why they perceive pain differently. Um, and so, you know, I don't know, it, that that's probably not the case, but estrogen can affect muscle soreness. So here are two theories um, that Amanda, maybe where you and your friends are in their menstrual cycles might affect how much discomfort you feel after a run. And then also, if your friends are on birth control pills, um, that can account for the discrepancy. So how about that? The, you know, that can be a whole run's worth of conversation, like talking about where you are <laughs> in your cycle and what birth control you use. There you go. I understand that. I got that. I got that. <laughs> well, and the other thing, too, to think about, um, I know sometimes that that soreness is not pleasant, but it's growth. Like, think about it as growth, mm -hmm. right? Uh it was funny, we're doing these um, squats in uh, Many Happy Miles right now that people are like, oh, these are going to be really easy. And like people are sore, right? <laughs> and we're doing a couple other different um, moves that we haven't done in a while and or done ever, really. And, um, and you get sore, right? Mm -hmm. You get sore. And that means that you're waking up muscles that you haven't felt before or mm -hmm. haven't heard them. You probably have felt them before, but they've been laying dormant, right? Yes. They haven't been engaged in a very active way in a long time. And so same with running. So, you know, you might be sore after a long run because maybe you ran nine and the last time, you know, it was six. Um, or, you know, you did some interval workout or some fart legs or something like that, that, you know, made you pick up the pace and kind of, or trail ran, trail run, right? Mm -hmm. And like, you know, you're feeling the ups and the downs. Mm -hmm. um, the, the, the good news is that it usually regularity stops it. 
right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the, I remember so much, oh my gosh, um, running uh, back. This is this is just going to be a little time capsule here, but going back to Colgate and our <laughs> rowing uh, expertise. Um, so, you know, when you couldn't row in the wintertime and um, we were sick of erging, we would go climb the stadium stairs, mm. um, which, you know, is a fun workout. Fun, fun in quote, quotation unquote. marks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, if you haven't done that, in a long time or ever, you know what? Your calves just feel like, I mean, after 24 hours, awful. After 48 hours, you're like, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to stretch them again. (laughs) They are like filled with sandbags. They hurt so much. You know what the best thing to do, not the best thing, but one thing that helps them is going to do it again, Mm. which it's those first five to 10 minutes that really, really suck. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you're not injured, you haven't pulled a muscle, you haven't done anything like that, you know, then it's going to feel better because it's getting blood flow to those muscles that are so tight and mm-hmm. um, angry at you. Same with swimming. You probably have felt that with swimming. You know, your yeah. shoulders oh, yeah. get really sore and then you get back in the pool two days later and you're like, I don't know if I can finish this. And then 10 minutes into it, you're like, oh, you know what? They actually, they feel okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I think you're speaking from personal experience, maybe from last week. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So that's one way to get rid of it, you know, is to move again. You don't necessarily have to do the same. And like, if you got, if you got sore, from doing 800s you shouldn't go do 800s again but you could go do a a nice easy run right Mm -hmm. just the same motion Mm -hmm. um foam rolling helps you um you know active recovery drills um some resting will help you but most of all i really do think it's almost like you know how we tell people to go for a walk after a marathon like you know if they run on sunday morning like sunday afternoon just go walk around your neighborhood you don't have to go far or fast but it's that blood flow overall that's going to get her feeling a little bit better most definitely most definitely i mean i i think that's probably why maybe i know after i ran new york city marathon i was less sore than i had been after my previous marathon to that was because you have to walk so dang far at the finish line and then to (laughs) to find a subway stop and then you know uh, everything so yes 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 all right so hannah wants clarity on rates of perceived exertion Hi, this is Hannah from Albuquerque, New Mexico, and I had a question about training plans when they say a rate of perceived exertion. I get what a 1 is, I get what a 10 is, but all those numbers in the middle, I'm not quite sure how to kind of recognize when I'm hitting them. So maybe um, if you could talk a little bit about, like, what would a 7 be like maybe conversationally or... Um, how should I feel when I'm done with an interval that was at a six or a seven or a four? Uh, that would be great. Thank you so much. Love you guys. Bye. Well, great question, Hannah. Oh, and, and Banjo, Banjo wants to, to talk about it. <laughs> so, um, so Banjo and I hear you, Hannah. Um, so, and it, you know, it's rate of perceived exertion is kind of like describing a smell or a color that, you know, for starters, um, you know, it's, it's kind of squishy. It's kind of, hmm, how do I define it? Um, wanted to point out the importance of being able to accurately put a number on exertion and that it helps athletes not only exert themselves hard enough when the plan come calls for it, but also to go easy enough, um, because you want to get the desired training effect. So whether your training plan is calling for hard work or easy work, knowing how to put a number on it, how to go the accurate pace for you is important. 
Um, okay, with all of that said, Coach Dimity, talk about the ranges of perceived exertion. And I hear you have some really interesting ones. <laughs> yeah, we have um, like 4.32 and seven. <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I mean, basically, you know, I mean, there's a, there's definitely a, a bunch of different models out there that go from like one to six, one to 10, one to 15. You know, I like a one to 10 because I think, you know, that's even, you know, it's a, it's a nice... Um, division, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And basically the way that I think about it is um, like a one is like walking at the mall and a 10 is like um, I'm on the Olympic stage and I'm going for, you know, the 100 meter gold medal, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Usain Bolt, I'm coming for you. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, And so coming in between there, I mean, so, you know, one is a mall walk, two might be a brisk walk. Um, I think of three and four is easy. Um, and five comes up to the the top end of an easy run. Like that would be, mm-hmm. you know, if you were doing, say, going back to a long run, say you had an easy long run of 90 minutes, maybe you're going to feel like a five at like minute 75 or something like that because mm-hmm. of just the cumulative fatigue. Like sometimes your RPE just raises, just like your heart rate raises a little bit just because you've been out there for a while. Mm, that's a good point. Um, yeah. And then, and then you know, a six might be like a marathon, half marathon effort. Seven, half marathon, 10K. Eight is a 5K. Um, and then I call <laughs> nine really not fun. And a 10 RPE is even less fun. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, a 10, it should really be something where, you know, you can only sustain for a couple, you know, maybe 10 seconds or less. Um, mm-hmm. So it's really a truly all out sprint in my mind. Um, and, you know, those are all obviously there's a lot of um, gray area between a six and a seven or a five and a six. But I think being able to assign a number to it is helpful because then it's not, it's you inside thinking about how it feels and not your Garmin telling you how to, how it feels, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's the problem is, you know, we were just talking about hormones and um, I mean, you know, again, not to bring it all back to me, but really, (laughs) is there anywhere else to land these days? Um, But I mean, two things, right? Okay. So the first one was heart rate. Heart rate is, is, is a little bit better than the pace on your watch because, um, because, uh, you know, your heart rate is going to respond to what's going on in your body, how much sleep mm-hmm. you've had, how well you're nourished, you know, hormone levels, that kind of thing. Um, but I mean, I was riding the bike last week and I couldn't get my heart rate to, to come down for the life of me. I oh. was like uh, one, like it was like a 166, which is to me, that's pretty high. That's a yes. high heart rate for me, but it yep. didn't feel like a, a seven or an eight. Right. And I'm like, oh. what oh. is going on? Mm -hmm. Um, that happened. Um, so that's one thing. And then the other one yesterday, um, was, was, I got, I I rode outside. It was really nice. I rode my bike outside. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, uh, so the route that I wanted to do was a little bit longer than, um, what was on my schedule. Right. So it was supposed to be like an hour 10. And then I'm like, well, I have this route I really like. It's probably going to take me about an hour 50. They're like, that's okay, just keep it easy, right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. so um, I got caught up, of course, because it was so nice outside. Everyone so nice. and their mother was outside on their bikes. <laughs> and all these little whippersnapper guys come riding past me. It drives me crazy. And um, and so uh, there were two that I was like, oh, I can totally ride with them. And I looked down, and again, my heart rate was high. And I'm like, mm. am I working hard? Am I working hard? And I was like... Yeah, I need to be at a four, right? I was like mm-hmm. halfway into the ride, or not even halfway into the ride, like 30 to 40 minutes in the ride. I'm like, if this whole thing is supposed to be easy, and I'm already feeling like it's my heart rate's high, I can tell I'm working hard, 
I'm going to push myself into a, a more of a moderate to harder ride. And that's not what I'm supposed to do. So particularly because you were already going longer than you wanted. So you didn't want to compound it by going harder. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's just like forward imity, forward imity. like come to a four. <laughs> come, I mean, I did, I said that to myself, like be at a four. Sure. Right. Um, yeah. So that's where, I mean, you know, again, like there isn't like something that says like, Oh, I've now clicked over from a six to a seven. Um, but it, yeah, but there is something to be said for, okay, if I was running a marathon right now, if I was going out there and I, you know, say you have a five hour marathon time, could I sustain this for five hours? Mm-hmm. Wow. No. Okay. I couldn't. Then I would probably need to bring it back a little bit if that's, you know, yeah. if you're supposed to be at a six. Um, yeah. Yeah. As you, as you point out, you know, running by RP, by rate of perceived exertion is involves conversation with yourself. Yeah. You know, and kind of doing internal checks and, and that you have to determine your chart, Hannah, or anyone else. You have to decide what your four is, what your six is, um, and, and just kind of check in with yourself. And, and, you know, that can be tougher for, for newer athletes. Yeah. Because you think, well, as soon as I start running, I start breathing hard. Well, once you get settled into it, once about a mile and a half, two miles, you know, your breathing gets more regular. And you can then, if at mile four, you're like, wow, I'm breathing as hard as I was, you know, a couple blocks from my house. Like, I need to to slow this down a little bit. And, you know, if you have a running partner, you can always just say, we need to slow it down. Or, you know, just, and, and if you don't have a running partner, talk to yourself like you, like you are your running partner. Yeah. Where's yeah. your four, and, Hannah? Where's your four? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and the other um, thing too, oh, go ahead, Sarah, finish what you were saying. Oh, I was just going to say, because as her question intimates, you know, I do find that between six and seven is particularly hard. That's for some reason that to me is a hard one because eight really does verge over into the, you know, conversation requires, you know, like really having to suck in some air to make some words come out. But it's that six, seven, when you've left, as you said, five is the end of the quote unquote easy so then is this is this somewhat challenging or is this you know moderately challenging you know what what's the difference between all those things you know yeah exactly well and what i was going to say that's a good segue sarah because what we like to run at as a rule Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. like a five to six like a five and a half like over the easy run kind of Mm -hmm. five and a half to six and a half we like that like oh i just went out for four miles i've got i'm sweaty i soaked a sports bra um, what you want to do is spend time. Again, it's hard. Like I didn't want to be in the four. I didn't want to let those guys go, but <laughs> I, ha- but I did, right. I did mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, I want to execute the plan that is going to get me the strongest, right. And me mm-hmm. chasing two random guys <laughs> Sunday afternoon is not the plan. <laughs> that was not the plan. Similarly, you know, between eight and nines, you know, getting up to seven high ends of seven, eight, nine, that's hard. That's hard to put mm-hmm. yourself there. And mm-hmm. so, and that's also where some, some significant gains are made. So that's, I mean, you know, that's probably why six and seven are harder to uh, disseminate between because it's, it's that like gray zone that kind of feels good and endorphin-y. That's a, <laughs> that's a word. <laughs> We're making it a word. We're making it one. Yeah. That's a great question. And, and it really is just a matter of checking in and also just, um, having grace, right? Maybe mm-hmm. that, that day that, you know, I was like, this is not a six, maybe it was a six, right? Like, so, you know, you have to, you know, your heart rate helps if you, if you monitor that, you can kind of see where you are, but you know, knowing that today's five, 
maybe puts you at a 10 minute mile where tomorrow's five may put you at a 930 or an 11. And that's okay. You have to Mm -hmm. let yourself, you know, we're all kind of riding the ocean of being human, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I think we've discovered that we could probably talk about RP. Let's do that. I know. I know. (laughs) We talk about, they're like, wait, I thought you said you weren't going to go into science. That's not science. But they're like, okay, enough. We got it. We got it. You've probably already heard me singing my genuine praises for Corsa, the fun, functional running apparel sold exclusively by Roadrunner Sports. The pieces are designed by a mother runner who talked on our Friday podcast about bringing her experience training for and running numerous marathons to designing Corsa apparel. This week, I get to share Corsa apparel with another group of Portland women taking part in a photo shoot for us. I'm especially excited to have them run in and showcase Corsa shorts as they are so fantastic. Corsa offers a variety of short styles, including six-inch compression shorts called Hypnotic and three lengths of track-style shorts with built-in liners. Called the Embrace, those flattering shorts are available in three lengths, three-inch, five-inch, and seven-inch. Each length comes in a multitude of colors and patterns. I don't know about you, but I adore pattern shorts. They have a comfortable knit waistband with a built-in draw cord. Then the shorts themselves are made of a four-way stretch polyester spandex fabric that is super lightweight and fast drying. Two zippered front pockets are perfect for stashing goose, keys, a credit card, lip balm, you name it. You need to experience Corsa for yourself, and we have an amazing exclusive offer for our community. Shop the entire Corsa collection at roadrunnersports.com AMR to get 20 VIP reward cash to spend on your first course of apparel purchase, plus a free 90-day trial in Roadrunner Sports VIP program. Whew, that's a lot to digest, so let me boil it down for you. Go to roadrunnersports.com AMR and you get $20 off your first course of purchase. Plus, with the VIP program, you automatically get free shipping. Don't delay. Right after listening to this episode, scoot over to roadrunnersports.com AMR to save $20 on your first Corsa apparel purchase. roadrunnersports.com AMR. So changing topics uh, greatly, Julie is wanting to talk about a skin issue. Hi, this is Julie from Chicago, and I'm calling in with a somewhat embarrassing question, but I just haven't been able to find an answer to this. And so I've gotten really bad acne on my back from the doctor that believes running with uh, clothes during the winter and kind of trapping the sweat in. I've tried everything, and really it just seems that the only thing that fixes it is wearing tank tops come summer and letting my skin be exposed to the sun again. Um, If you have any experience with this or know anecdotally ways that other runners have fix this problem. I would love to hear a solution. Thank you guys for all you do. All right. So, well, I decided to crowdsource this question as a TMI Tuesday on our Facebook page because I'm always looking for questions for TMI Tuesday. So I take them where I can get them and and also um, want to get solutions of what's worked for other women runners. And um, so one tip that many, many women mentioned is changing out of your workout clothes as soon as possible after a workout. And, um, you know, I suspect that Julie might be doing that. Um, so here are a bunch of other suggestions. Uh, and again, and we got so many of them, but, um, yeah, Dim, share a couple, would you? Well, this is, um, kind of shower based stuff. <laughs> um, so, uh, Emily ha- has two pieces of advice. Um, she uses an aloe based body wash called, Labrie, we believe, L apostrophe B-R-I. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then she um, also recommends switching to a natural sulfate-free line of hair care products um, in case you have long hair. Now, um, Sarah and I, this would not yes. contribute to our back knee. So, um, but if you have, um, you know, hair that lays over your back, uh, minimizing that irritation to your skin, mm-hmm. that might be something to look into. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting because, again, you and I can't relate to what it's like to have a ponytail. So, um, so- I tried. I tried once. But it didn't work. You did? How long ago was that? Oh, gosh. I, I mean, this is kind of turning into the, the dumb, dumb stories about Dimity show, right? <laughs> um, uh, it was probably two years ago. Um, and I went, I mean, this is... Uh, diving deeper but you know what it's kind of fun yes, um yes. uh so I, I was trying to grow out my hair i wrote a post about it um about how i was trying to grow out my hair i've never ever had long hair oh even as a child um i had pony pigtails in um like kindergarten and that was as close as it got wow yeah yeah no long hair oh um so i was like okay here's my shot and uh, i went on a vacation with um my two sisters and my mom, which tend to be a very loving crowd, but also, you know, as sisters and moms can be a little critical. And um, and I was like, yeah, I think I, I'm going to grow it out into a ponytail and I could kind of pull it back and get, you know, a tiny little... A colonial uh, Thomas Jefferson. <laughs> colonial col- yeah, exactly. With a barrette, not even, not even like a, you know, a, a true elastic. And they're like, no, Dimity, no, no. And I was like... Okay. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, oh my gosh. pretty much that put the kibosh on that one. I haven't had hair long enough to do something with since Jack and I got married in 2000. And so I grew it out long enough so it could it could be pulled back into kind of a very, um, what I perceived as a chic chignon. Um, chignon. <laughs> and, uh, and then, but I adored my, I adore my current hairdresser and I adored my hairdresser back then. And I had him, he flew up from San Francisco here to Portland where Jack and I got married and his name is Wes and Wes was a guest at our wedding. And that, but then the ne- very next morning I had him give me a haircut in his hotel room. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Why wow, you didn't like it? Um, I just, I just have so much dang hair. Like, yeah. Oh, that's boy. another way. That's another way we are like, I mean, <laughs> I go to the, I go to get my hair cut mm-hmm. and it's not the length, it's the depth, right? <laughs> it's the, it's the weight. <laughs> Got to take a lot of weight out of it. Right? Oh, that's that's yeah. what we always talk about. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. And so that, yeah, I mean, I can get a full on haircut and it doesn't get all that much shorter, but there's so much hair on the floor. On the floor. <laughs> For us being two short haired women, yeah. I know, I know, it's crazy. It's crazy. No, Amelia, my daughter, has that same issue, but she has longer hair, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I mean, like, she started getting, like, one point, like, the hairdresser who I adored was like, um, I think I'm gonna have to start charging her for an adult haircut because it's taking me so long because her hair was so thick, like at like age eight. I was like, I absolutely condone that. You know, it's like, she's not a child when it comes to the amount of locks she has. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. All right. So, so back to Julie Bacchny. Yeah, let's get get back in the shower. Um, So um, one suggestion from Laura that gained a lot of traction, um, I swear, no pun intended, intended was trying to exfoliate more during showers and laura said that she switched to a silicone body scrubber 
as opposed to a loofah as it harbors less bacteria and gives a good but still gentle scrub that removes dirt and bacteria and that Laura saw pretty quick improvement. Um, and I will put a, a, she actually, there was a lot of interest like, oh, where, what is it? What does it look like? How can I find it? So I will also put um, a link to that in the show notes as well. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then um, Ariadne, uh, which I might have not said that quite correctly, um, another Chicago runner offered up a product recommendation. And this one, my gosh, how am I going to say this? Um, La Roche Posay has a body wash and lotion that has, oh my gosh, niacinamide in it. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, maybe we should just cut that part yeah. out because it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and it's available at Target though. How about that? Um, okay, La Roche Posay. You know, we'll do a link to that. But yeah. it looks like niacinamide yeah. is a good, helpful um, bacne or acne uh, mm-hmm. uh, astringent kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then you might also want to think about. Um, Maybe your nutrients. Uh, Meredith suggests increasing omega-3 fatty acids through fish, high-quality fish oil, chia, and flax seeds. Mm -hmm. Um, They are anti-inflammatory fats. um, And uh, acne is a sign of deficiency of that. I I did not know that. I know, right? So now I'm like, I have been picking at, I haven't, I don't have acne, knock on wood, but I do have, um, you know, the occasional, not even the occasional, the regular popper on my face like really (laughs) really all right um also uh meredith also suggests maybe a zinc supplement Mm -hmm. um so lots of good suggestions for you i mean and maybe also what she's wearing sarah yes yes that um yeah bertina suggested switching to a more natural base layer like wool um and then also one thing that several runners recommended is um hibiclens and that's that antibacterial antimicrobial cleanser that if you've ever had surgery like an elective surgery or scheduled surgery i should say that they give to you it's available over the counter at places like target walmart and it's like i said it's what you use before an elective surgery and so it kind of kills pretty much anything living on your skin so Hmm. yeah so lots of suggestions there for julie all right so um please if you have questions give us a call at 470 badass one that's 470-223-2771 tell us your first name and where you're calling from and please please keep your message to 90 seconds or less and um just another reminder in addition to the treadmill contest ending on the 14th on uh, march 15th simply nourish like a mother our foundational nutrition program with uh, dietitian ellie kempton begins it is eight weeks that will change how you look at food how you nourish your body and the clarity um, both surrounding the food and the mental clarity that eating the right foods um, gives you so uh, give that a go check it out at trainlikeamother.club yeah very nice again that's trainlikeamother.club keep the questions coming because dim we're here with answers right and you know maybe a couple pointless anecdotes yeah. along the way <laughs> a couple <laughs> dumb stories of dimity show <laughs> <laughs>